ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له اشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له اشهد ان محمدا عبد الله ورسوله يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارحام ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه واله وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار عباد الله اوصيكم ونفسي اولا بتقوى الله تعالى وطاعته my respected brothers and sisters in islam الله سبحانه وتعالى says in the Quran Allah alladhi khalaqakum min dha'fin thumma ja'ala min ba'di dha'fin quwwatan thumma ja'ala min ba'di quwwatin dha'fan wa shaybah yakhluqu ma yasha wa huwa al-'alim al-qadir in surah rum ayah number 54 Allah says Allah is he who created you in a state of weakness then gave you strength after weakness then after strength gave you weakness and gray hair he creates what he wills and is the all knowing and the all powerful ibad allah in this ayah allah azza wa jal points out how man passes through different stages of creation one phase after another from weakness to strength from strength then back to weakness again And in another ayah in Surah Al-Hajj ayah number 5 Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala explaining details the creation how it happens Allah says ya ayyuhan nas in kuntum fi raybin min al-ba'th fa inna khalaqnakum min turabin thumma min nutfatin thumma min alaqah thumma min mudhatin mukhallaqatin wa ghayri mukhallaqatin linubayyana lakum wa nuqirru fil arhami ma nasha' الى اجل مسمى ثم نخرجكم طفلا ثم لتبلغوا اشدكم ومنكم من يتوفى ومنكم من يرد الى ارض للعمر لكي لا يعلم من بعد علم شيئا وترى الارض هامده فاذا انزلنا عليها الماء اهتزت اهتزت وربت وانبتت من كل زوج بهيج او منكايند اف ان داوت اباوت يور ريزركشن then verily we have created you from dust min turab of father adam that's how he was created thumma min nutfa from a nutfa a mixed drop of male and female sexual discharge and then from alaqa from a clot then from a little lump of flesh little lump of flesh some formed and some unformed as such case in the miscarriage 
that we make it clear for you to show you our power and ability to do what we will. And then we cause whom we will to remain in the wombs in appointed time. Then we bring you out as infants, then give you growth. Then you may reach the age of full strength. And among you, there is he who dies young. And among you, there is he who brought back to his miserable old age. So that he knows nothing after having known. And you see the earth barren. But when you send down water, that is rain, on it, it is taught to life. It swells and put forth every lovely kind of growth. Here, Allah Azza wa Jal explained man is originally created from dust. Then from nutfa, then from clot, then from lump of flesh. Then it becomes bones, then bones are clothed with flesh. Then the soul is breathed into him. Then he emerges from his womb, weak, thin, and powerless. Then he grows up little by little until he becomes a child. And he reaches the stage of puberty. Then he becomes a young man, which is strength after weakness. Then he starts to get older, reaching middle age, then old age, and weakness after strength. So he loses his power. He loses his power of movement and ability. His hair turns gray and his characters, both inwards and outwards, begin to change. But in between these eyes, Allah Azza wa Jal mentioned the stage of strength after weakness. And this stage starts from the youth and goes on until it peaks at the age of 40. In Islam, we talk about youth and young adults. We don't talk about youth like teenagers. Once you turn 15 or you reach the age of adolescent, you're considered the same in ruling as the person in his 40s and 50s. But the youth or the young age we're talking about here is between once you reach puberty until the age of 40. Ibadullah, I used to hear one of the hadith of the message of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam since I was young myself. But the reality of the message of this hadith did not kick in till I become older myself. The reality of this hadith. I used to hear it, but sometimes when you hear it at a certain age, you don't understand the reality and the context of that hadith. And the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam the message of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, take advantage of five things before other five things come in. From your youth before your old age. Your health before your sickness. Your wealth before your poverty. Your free time before you become occupied and from your life before your death. This hadith in Al-Mustadrak of Al-Hakim and Sheikh Albani edited this hadith and said this hadith is authentic, is hadith sahih. The word used in this hadith ightanim is coming from what ghanam. Ghanam is a sheep. Ightanim is used to indicate any good that can be obtained without much effort. That is ightanim, just like a sheep. 
they can easily be caught if they go astray. So it, if the Prophet ﷺ is pointing out that these five matters are very easy to obtain and very simple to benefit from, and that is because they are the treasure that everyone possesses but few people appreciate. Five matters. Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa explained in the hadith. About Allah, these five things that have been mentioned in the hadith, a youth or young man will not understand them. Trust me. Will not understand them. However hard we are going to explain this hadith to them, they will not understand it. Because they are living in a stage, they are living in a stage of their life it is difficult to understand this message. So it is normal for them. They cannot see the difference. But when you speak to an old man there, an old man here, and ask what the meaning of this hadith, because they've already passed the stage of life, they will understand very well what does it mean when these blessings have gone. It is common to hear from our young ones, our young generation, that they will start practicing Islam when they get older. Let me chill at the moment. When I get older, I will be practicing my Islam. We should be mindful of the very fact that that older may never come. We have no guarantee that we will even be alive tomorrow. How we have that guarantee to live until we are old? We have no such guarantee. Allah has not given us that chance. How can we be sure that we have the health, physical and mental to practice Islam when we are old? How we can be sure? The Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned the hadith, Ni'matan, maghboonun fihima kathirun minan nas, as-sihhatu wal-faraq. The two blessings many people misuse are and very neglectful about them. A siha, good health, well farah, and a free time. As mentioned in the Sahih al-Bukhari, in the kitab of the Sahih al-Bukhari. Imam ibn al-Qayyim rahmatullahi alayhi said, Wasting time is worse than death. According to Imam Ibn Qayyim rahmatullahi alayhi, wasting time is worse than death. Because death separates you. Because death separates you from this world. Whereas wasting time separates you from Allah Azza wa Jal. When you're wasting time, you distance yourself from yourself with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And for that reason, Imam Ibn Qayyim rahmatullah mentioned this is worse than death. Imagine there's a bank, there's a bank which credits your account each morning with 86,400 pounds. Every morning. It carries over no balance. No balance at all. From day to day. Every day in the morning you wake up, you find there's 86,400. On a condition that you have to spend each and everything on that day. Do not leave anything. If you leave anything on that account, by the time of the night, they will take everything away. 
And the next morning, they'll put again another 86,400 pounds. What will you do? Of course, everyone else us here, you will draw out every penny of that account. Every penny on that money, you make sure that before it clicks midnight, that money has come out of that account by whatever means you have. Everyone else will do the same. Well, everyone of us, we got such a bank. And this bank, its name is Time. It's Time. Every morning, it credits you with 86,400 seconds. If you don't know what I mean, that is 1,440 minutes. And that is 24 hours. Every night it dries off as lost. Whatever of these have failed to invest in good, it will be lost. When you sleep at night, try to count how many minutes you have benefited from 1,440 minutes of the, night, of the day. If they're gone, they're gone. They'll never come back. And this is the value of time which we Muslims are playing with. This is the time Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take us into account on Yawm Al-Qiyamah. Have we think about that? About Allah. In your youth, you'll find that you had strength, energy, desire, and ability to accomplish much more than you do when your old age reaches you. When people lose their youth, then they find it harder to do those deeds and acts of worship that they found somewhere easier to do at their younger age. With old age, people find harder to keep the four obligatory prayers. Even fasting, they might be able to perform wudu properly or to pray properly. And they may not have energy to recite the Quran. For example, for elders here, they're sitting on the chairs praying. They don't want to do that. But they don't have the ability to stand up and pray like we normally pray. Because of their old age. About Allah. Take advantage of your youth. Because today you are able to stand up during the prayer. And tomorrow you will not be able to pray except sitting down. Today you are able to fast. And tomorrow you will get sick and you will not be able to fast. Today you are able to perform optional prayers and optional thoughts. And tomorrow, when you're approaching old age, you will need to nourish and feed your bones and flesh. You will not be able to withstand the pains of fasting. Right now, you are youth who can get up and pray in the middle of the night, staying up in the ruku'ah, in the sujood, that you can present to the Lord of the walls to bear witness for you when you are in old age. But when you turn old, you won't be able to do this. So my younger brothers and my younger sisters, it is this time in which you're supposed to exert yourself and sacrifice. It is the time in which you're not tied down with many responsibilities as you are alone. Tomorrow, the years pass, the responsibilities will pile up. The problems of the world will catch up with you. 
and you wish to solve the problems of your family, of your children and relatives, and this will take much of your time, you won't be able to have that quality time, you'll be able to perform the ibadat. أقول قولي هذا واستغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين من كل ذنب إنه هو الغفور الرحيم وهو البر الكريم الحمد لله الحمد لله حمدا كثيرا كما أمر وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له أشهد أن محمدًا عبده ورسوله عباد الله الله عز وجل warned us again in the Quran in Surah Al-Shura ayah number 47 Allah says استجيبوا لربكم من قبل أن يأتي يوم لا مرد له من الله ما لكم من ملجأ يومئذ وما لكم من نكير answer the call of your Lord before there comes from Allah a day which cannot be averted, the day of Yawm Al-Qiyamah, you have no refuge on that day, nor there will be for you any denying of your crimes, and they are all recorded in the book of your deeds. Ibad Allah. There is a surah in the Quran, Surah Al-Qiyamah. In ayah number 26 to 30 of this surah, Allah Azza wa Jal describes the last moment when our soul is going to be taken away from us. Those last minutes. I want every one of us to visualize those last moments which reflect how to seize opportunity in life before your death. Allah says, No, when the soul reaches the collarbone up to the throat because it wants to exit your body now and your body will become lifeless. The soul does not leave the entire body in one swoop. No, it leaves the body part by part. The start is taken off from you, you can feel the sakaratul maut, but it takes step by step from the knees to the thigh to the waist to the chest, and then it comes out soup by soup, bit by bit. And that's where Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Indeed, there is pains when you are reaching the time, the last time when you're dying. <laughs> And it will be said, who can cure him? Who can save him from death? We'll be looking for doctors, we'll looking for someone, we'll looking for emergency. Can you call the emergency quickly? said, Who can save him from the death? But in fact, no one will save him from that time. Because every one of us will test death. Kullu nafsin and then the dying person will conclude that this is the time of departure. Reality has hit now. Every person knows this is the end. The time for departure has arrived. The journey is about to begin. What is he departing from? This is a question. 
Now he's certain that this is a time of departing from this world. But he's departing from what? From the Quran he used to recite? He's departing from what? From the Salatul Asr and Salatul Makhrib and Salatul Fajr who used to pray regularly in the mosque. He used to depart from what? From the Qiyamul Layl, the longer hours of the night where he used to stand up and pray. He used to depart from what? From listening to music. From playing with your games. He used to depart from what? I want you to visualize when the last moment is coming. And the leg will be joined with another leg. When you die, we are lifeless. Our legs will be stretched apart. And the leg will be joined with another in this way. And then will be shrouded. And now we know that the journey is beginning. The drive will be on that day to your Lord. إِلَىٰ رَبِّكَ يَوْمَئِذِنِ الْمَسَاقَ In Surah Al-Qiyamah. Ibadullah, if you're young now, fear Allah Azza wa Jal and do as what Allah has commanded. If you're healthy now, seize the opportunity to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As much as you can before you're old. If you're wealthy now, use your wealth for the sake of Allah Azza wa Jal. Before the day comes, you'll be losing that wealth. When you live in this world, we leave everything here. We don't go down six feet under with our wealth. Three things will follow us on that day. Our relatives, our wealth, and our deeds. Two of them will come back. Relatives and our wealth. But one thing will remain with us. And that is our deeds. Nothing else. So if you're wealthy now, use your wealth for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you have some free time now, spend it memorizing the Quran learning the Quran, going to the halaqat, to the rules to learn and benefit from the time. If you're alive now, take advantage of your life in preparation for the next leg of your journey, in preparation for you meeting with Allah Azza wa Jalla. Wa hayataka qabla bawtik. Allah. Allah has commanded us with something which has begun himself and commanded the malaika and he commanded us when he says inna allaha malaikatahu yusalluna ala nabi ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima Allahumma salli wa sallim wa barik ala nabina muhammad O oh Allah bestow blessing upon muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam his family as you have bestowed blessing upon ibrahim and his family إِنَّكَ حَمِيدٌ مَجِيدٌ O oh Allah, bestow barakah upon Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and his family 
as if this word baraka upon Ibrahim and his family innaka hamidun majid O Allah be pleased all the companions and with the guided khulafa ar-rashidin those who rule and serve with justice and by the haqq Abu Bakr Umar Uthman and Ali and the rest of the companions and the tabi'een and those who followed them with ihsan until the day of judgment Allahumma rabbana taqabbal minna innaka antas samiul alim وتب علينا يا مولانا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم واغفر لنا إنك أنت الغفور الرحيم اللهم ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار وقوموا إلى صلاتكم يرحمكم الله